The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Empty backfield now is both. Turns it up, wants to run and does. Gets inside the five, three, touchdown, Bo Nix! A set of a four, Bo Nix, give me six. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Snap a court, hands to Trainum, straight ahead. Yeah. End zone! Touchdown, Chip Trainum. Bogey! The converted linebacker finds the end zone, and that'll win it for Ohio State. In the shotgun, Cousins to pass to the end zone. Up in the air and intercepted! Intercepted in the end zone! Kenneth Murray! Snap to Dobbs, play action pass, backing up, throws right side into the end zone, and it's caught by Hollywood Brown for a touchdown! Waiting on the long snap. There it is, placement, kick is on its way, it has the distance, it's up, and it is good! Ball game! Why? Oh my God, what a great win. From the one snap, keeper Dylan breaks one tackle, reaching for the end zone, trying to get some help, and he's in. Dylan Gabriel, get off of me. Touchdown. Do you believe in that? Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Monday, September 25. Toby and TJ back with you. We got Iowa State night game coming up, Teach. Get to have some fun with the lights now on uh, Saturday night. Iowa State, then Texas a week from Saturday. Then a bye week. It's already Texas. After that. Yep, it's almost Texas. Focus, though, Teach. Iowa State has been a spoiler before. That's true. And they have been a bigger underdog than they are this Saturday and been a spoiler before. What did I see? It's like 18, something like that. By the way, line out for the OU Texas game. Have you seen it yet? No, I had not seen that. Go ahead. What do you got for me? I would say Texas by three and a half. Five and a half. Ooh, that's more than I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah Texas is back and everything, you know. So <laughs> they beat, of course, of course. They beat Alabama. Um, 20 to 6, the score in Cincinnati. Um,. Let's see. Teddy said on his podcast that it is the best defensive performance he's seen from an Oklahoma team since he's been covering the program, which is over a decade. First time that, uh, or lowest points that since he's been held to at home since I think 2016. Uh, there's a lot of stats. First time OU hasn't given up a something like a touchdown in a Big 12 game since 2017. I don't know. I'm getting my stats all mixed up. It was a good day. Uh, a dominant day against a good offense. Cincinnati's a good offense. 
I'm not. I don't know if they're a great offense. But they're a good offense. They've got legit weapons. Uh, Emory Jones, not a great thrower, but that's what they made him do. They didn't let him hurt him with his legs. He threw it to him a couple of times. The picks were both great. Key Lawrence just played that uh, route perfectly, helping over from the safety position. And Billy Bowman just cat-like reflexes off two tips to come up with the second pick. They suffocated the running game all night, all day. Danny Stutzman's a wild man. He's everywhere. Uh, Gentry Williams is playing some great ball. Jaron Kanick had his best game. I think he's had in a Sooner uniform. Is he okay? You heard anything on him? I mean, I know what I Brent think, said afterwards, but. I, I, I think he's okay. I can tell you he flew home with the team. Yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know if we had anything further. I mean, I'm, we'll get it this week, but. I don't have anything further. I would. I mean, that's a good sign, obviously. Yeah, if, sure, absolutely. Um, Woody, poor Woody Washington's playing so good, they just don't throw him the ball. He had one knockdown Saturday, and I was like, I got, had to look at my sheet to see who number five was because I haven't said his name in so long. Um, the defensive line it has has just. I mean, PJ's figuring it out. Laulu and Lacey and Co and Downs and Bothroyd and even Grimes when he came in late and Grayson Halton and Jordan Kelly. We didn't see much of Trace Ford. Those guys are playing great. They're playing the run great. They're getting they're getting pressure. I got I only got home a couple of times, so the sack number on the year doesn't indicate how well they're playing up front. And I'm telling you right now. P.J. Adebayo-Re is, by the time his career is done at OU, I mean, he's going to be a first-round draft pick, and we're going to be like trying to figure out where to rank him among the all-time OU defensive greats. He is an absolute monster in the making, man. And all you need to to know to know that is to like walk him, watch him walk out on the field. For pregame warm-ups. You're like, Whoa. that guy didn't look like everybody else. Like he's, he's not in the right first league. Guy off the bus guy. He's not in the right league. When he walks out there, you're like, this that guy's not supposed to be here. <laughs> Who let Javon curse on the field, you know? He's so raw, but I mean, even from game one to game four, he he's golly, he's gonna be good. So, I'm uh, so excited about the way they're playing defensively. Every time Cincinnati sniffed the end zone or got near the red zone, they just said, that's enough. That's it. You're stopping right here. Or we're turning you over. Or you're going to try a long field goal or something. But that's you're not, you're not getting any closer. And... I think it's legit. They're special. I, I mean, through four, they're special. I'm with everybody who wants to. I, I do, too. I want to wait until after the Texas game before you get out over your skis and start making bold proclamations and all that kind of stuff because you're just asking to be made look silly if they don't play well in that game. So I understand the caution. But, man, through four games, 
to me, they look awesome. And to guys who actually know what they're looking at, they look awesome, which makes me feel even better. So, I mean, you you had kind of a wild pick before the season started that Stutzman's winning the butt kiss this year. I don't year. think it's looking so wild right now. No. <laughs> that dude, Saturday, was involved with everything, it seemed like. Yeah. Even, you know, uh, somebody would have a guy stopped and then wouldn't get him down, and here comes Danny Stutzman flying in from the side, taking him down. I mean, it's it's unreal what he's done so far in these first four games. There was a play early in the game. Might have been the opening drive. It was one of the first couple of drives. I want to say it was a third and two, maybe. Hand off to the running back. Hole opens up. Danny steps into the hole. And it's one-on-one. And the running back has a head of steam, and Stutzman is standing there. And they running back lowers his head to Tawi Walker him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just need two yards here. Just power through. I'm just going to run you over, and I got the first down. And he hit Stutzman and just absolutely went nowhere. I mean, it was a violent collision. It is so fun to watch him play football right now. It's just the light bulb's on, you know? He's completely in sync with what... They tried to run another trick play Saturday with that uh, double pass. Yeah. And he took one wrong step, which made it... It was open because he took a false step toward the play. And then high-tailed it back and broke it up. <laughs> if they run a trick play, if anybody runs a trick play, he's the one that's in the middle of breaking it up. It, he's unbelievable right now. Offense. It is not yet clicking on all cylinders. We all see that. The run game isn't dominating. It had it had some good moments Saturday. What was it? Third and nineteen on their own goal line, and Marcus Major got the first down. Uh, the drive that gave them the final touchdown was mostly on the ground. Major and Tawi had the play where he ran over the guy on the sideline. They had some good moments, but it's still. I mean, we can all see they're not dominating. I think that's the best way to say. The offensive line is playing pretty good. Like, pass protection is has been fantastic. They've given up three sacks all year. The run game has, it's just not all gelled yet. I, I, the timing, the, I don't know, you know, the, the playing multiple running backs, the all of that, I don't know what all to blame. If you include, and a lot of people do, theoretically, if you include the jet sweeps and the bubbles and the short passing game in the run game, it's doing pretty good. Cause that's a part, that's a big part of what they do is the Drake stoops and the bubbles and Jalil Farouk's on the sweeps or Gavin Freeman or whatever. But just the traditional running game, not yet clicking. We all see that. I'm excited about the receivers. Uh, I mean, Andrell Anthony's catch was great. And Nick Anderson, another couple of really nice plays. Um, we talked about it in the first hour. Dylan was 
I thought he was. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say he was good Saturday, not great, but he was pretty dadgum good. What was he? Twenty six of thirty eight for three hundred plus yards, one run, rushing, one passing, didn't throw a pick, and he was asked to make plays with his legs more than he has all year, and did with the exception of the fumble. Now, he had one terrible play where he almost gave him the ball inside the 10-yard line with this, like, emergency lateral, lateral just like he had a brain lock. Yeah, that's the one that he got lucky it went out of bounds. What in the world was that? Yeah, he got really lucky. That was a terrible play. He He was good, but he missed on some other opportunities to really separate in the game. But, I mean... I'm looking at his season stats here, guys. 78% completion percentage, 14 total touchdowns and one pick, 306 yards a game. I, uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. That's not going to continue. He's going to find tougher competition, but nobody hits everybody. Uh, there, there are incomplete passes. In college football, it happens. He has been really, really good. And he is the unquestioned leader of this offense. Like, he's the voice on the sidelines, in the huddle, in the locker room, everything. He's in charge. So, I know there was some frustration with him on Saturday. And I know he was frustrated that he missed some of those throws. And hopefully he doesn't do it this week and certainly doesn't do it in the Cotton Bowl. But if they win 20-6 to six in Dallas, I'll take it, man. It is a different way of winning football games. And Teddy said this on the air. He's like, Sooner fans are going to have to get used to winning games in a different manner than they've been used to. 20-6 to six is weird, right? But what's wrong with wanting 45-6? to six? Come on. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it would be great if you blew everybody out. But Cincinnati's not bad. We no, knew that they're going not. In. You could tell uh, they have a that really game, good defense. They're pretty good. They're pretty good defense and and they're a good overall team. Yes, they are. They're going to beat some teams in this conference this year. Yeah, yeah. So probably a couple that they weren't supposed to. I agree. I'd be, it'd be intriguing to see what they do the rest of the way because there are some big time skill level guys on that team. I mean the Corleone kid. Is a beast. That linebacker, number six for them, really good player. Uh, the is Briggs, I think Jawan Briggs, the other defensive end, he's an NFL guy. Um, so, and they got a couple of offensive guys that are really good too. So, uh, we'll see. Through four weeks, OU is top four in the nation in scoring offense and scoring defense. As frustrated as some people are with how the offense is playing, I'm not saying they're not justified. They lead the Big 12 in points per game, and they have scored eight more touchdowns than Texas has so far this year. As frustrated as we are with the running game and some of DG's passes and Jeff Levy and all of that, they are number four in the country in scoring lead the Big 12 in points per game, and have scored eight more touchdowns than Texas. And I don't think there's anything that we've said there that isn't 
fixable. Like it's like the running game. I think it could very well get going. I, you know, I mean, it, it's if that happens with this defense and the wide receivers they've got, this is this is a Big Twelve title contender. And if you're a Big Twelve title contender, you're a contender for other things too. I think we are, in all likelihood, it looks like anyway, we're on a collision course for Oklahoma and Texas to play twice this year. Now, things could happen, but that's the way it looks right now. You agree with that? Well, we'll see if the officiating allows for that down the stretch. Well, we got to talk about that, don't we? (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) we got to talk about that. Your thoughts, you can text us on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Toby and TJ with you on a Monday. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. Bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free. And patients are compensated for their time. Located conveniently in uh, various metro locations. Coming soon to Ardmore. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We do opponent-themed meals for our OU football parties every week. Did mm. Cincy chili from scratch and cinnamon rolls like the chili on the hot link, but it was a bit too sweet solo. Yeah, I agree. I don't like um, northern chili as much as I like Oklahoma chili. I, I like some kick in my chili. It's not, it's it's hot down here. I told this story to the uh, the guys this weekend. When we first moved to Indiana, we had a church potluck, and my mom made a bowl of chili or a crock pot of chili to take to the potluck. Oklahoma chili. That's all we knew chili was, and uh, it had beans in it, which they had never seen before. And I mean, they were sweating. I think there were some people. <laughs> Grabbing their hearts. Like, it was the hottest thing they ever had. It's not even hot to me at all. Right. But they were like, oh, my, this is a chili's on fire. That's just the way southern chili is. <laughs> Northern chili is not. It is much sweeter. So a bowl of chili, definitely you want southern Oklahoma chili, Texas chili, whatever it is, over northern chili. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Seriously, guys, is there anything Joe C. can do about the officiating? All right, let's talk about it. What did you think about the officiating? I thought it was pretty bad at times in that game. I thought a couple of pass interferences uh, that they didn't get called. I thought the catch How about the the one in the end zone on uh, Well, Yeah, they just shove him down. They just shove him down, and it's (laughs) from behind, and he goes ping-ponging off at two dudes, and... Uh, yeah, it looks clean the to me. The guy said uncatchable. Uncatchable. The guy said it was un- yeah. uncatchable. Well, yeah, yeah, when, when he's on you the knock ground. a guy around by three <laughs> other guys. Uh, the catch, I realized there wasn't the perfect angle probably, but from the ones that we saw, even Joel and those guys were like, yeah, this one isn't going to hold up. You know, this is – he's out of bounds. And oh, so, the Cincinnati guy. The Cincinnati, guy like, tw- yeah, sidelines. The 22-yard yeah. catch mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Early so, in the game. Um, not pretty at times, that's for sure. 
nine to two, eight to two. Final, uh, I think it was nine to two on uh, penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, worth keeping an eye on. And there are some, like you said, you look up at that, like the the one you brought up, and it's like, how do you how do you not call that? I'll say this, and and I I, I just I uh, call me naive. I can't. I do not believe that there is any way in the world that Brett Yormark sent out an edict to the referees to make sure you stick it to OU in Texas. There's too many referees, right? There's too that that would get out. That would be well, nothing, a massive nothing, nothing scandal. Like that stays secret. I mean, a yeah, massive yeah, it's scandal slipped out yeah. at this point. So I do not believe that's happened. The holding numbers, though, on OU last year, I don't remember what they were. I think our opponents got called for one in Big 12 play, if I remember correctly. The 15 to nothing penalty game between OSU and Texas last year, Texas got called for 15 penalties and OSU got called for zero. There's just Saturday's game. There's so many circumstances, and maybe because our antennas are up. Maybe it's, maybe that's it. But... I mean, the antennas are up for a reason, so hopefully hopefully it evens out. Oklahoma Johnny says, this OU team has more metal than the last several teams have had. What is that supposed to be, mental? Um, I no metal. Metals are like toughness. Guts. Uh, okay, yeah, I got you. Uh, I don't think last year's team wins that game Saturday. BB has it going in the right direction. I prefer a 20-6 to win as opposed to 55-52. I think most would agree with that, I think. Well, I mean, just look at the reaction to 66-59 in Lubbock. You know, the Mm -hmm. Baker-Mayfield-Patrick Mahomes game was nauseating to everyone, right? I mean, what, what you really want is to blow everyone out. For the offense to score a lot of points and the defense not to give up any. But that's unrealistic every week. So it is nice to know that it appears... If the offense has an off week or make a couple of mistakes or whatever, in the past, that couldn't afford to happen because the defense wasn't good enough to win the game on their own. We're talking about not just last year, for years years, now. Yeah, several. The offense had to be elite and were. They were so good they got into playoffs, but they had to to beat teams. It is great to know that it appears anyway that the offense can have an off day, make a couple of mistakes, and you could still cover the point spread and win by two touchdowns on the road because the defense is that good. At least they have been so far. That's a good feeling. You've got some margin for error with this defense. Eric in Illinois says the most interesting part of being in a university, uh, being at a university in a bigger city, leading up to the game, everywhere we went, no one knew who Cincy was playing. Even our Uber driver ride to the stadium asked who Cincinnati was playing. Also, can't believe that they let the visiting fans sit right behind the bench, really neutralized yeah. their home field. That was interesting. They put the students in the end zone, and the OU fans got to sit right behind the OU bench, which is abnormal. When you're on the road, usually the students are behind the bench and they're just, you know, 
peppering you with uh, expletives and all kinds of stuff. Uh, sometimes water and, you know, who, who knows what it is. So that was interesting. It is a major league city, and you had the Reds are in a playoff chase, and you've got the Bengals 0-2 and playing on Monday Night Football this week. And you got Oklahoma in town. It was a big-time weekend in Cincinnati. But the University of Cincinnati, of those three things, is third on the third, list. Third it's not even list. close. But yeah. let's be honest. Uh, uh, you could have an Uber driver in Norman on the day of a game and they not know who, who he's playing that day. I don't know if that matters on the size of the town or not. But, yes, you're, you're correct in what you say where they uh, – yeah. that's a team that's running third. So um, that Uber driver may know who – you know, the Reds are in a series with or who the Bengals are playing, but not keeping up on the, uh, the university there. Uh, good morning, fellas. Dick Butkus played at a Danny Stutzman level. <laughs> Sooner bump. <laughs> uh, good morning. I found myself yelling at some uh, Muldoon in the D.C. Sooner Club watch party Saturday. At one point, he yells at the TV that DG sucks and to put Jackson Arnold in the game. Shut up and sit down, you clown! It's from Toby in the Pentagon. <laughs> uh, I saw on here earlier uh, in one that came we, in on Sunday. We got we to gotta admit, we have been really spoiled with quarterback play around here. Oh, there's no doubt. And I'm not going to say that I didn't yell at my TV at Dylan a couple of times on Saturday. So I, I know I did. Sure. So, and I, I, and I did think about that over the weekend of, man, we are really spoiled around here of the level of play that we've seen over the last, you know, 20 plus years. I mean, just soak this in for a second, okay? He is completing 78% of his passes has 14 combined touchdowns and one interception. And it ain't good enough. 307 yards a game. <laughs> he is leading the Big 12 in a whole lot of quarterback categories, almost all of them. He's number three in the nation in completion percentage, number five in the nation in pass efficiency, number five in the country in touchdown passes, and number 11 in, in passing yards. And we want to see the backup. And I can't tell you the backup's not better because he looks like he's great too. Now it's a good problem to have. Alabama, in that Alabama would take our problem right now in a heartbeat. Maybe so would Georgia. Maybe so would Ohio State. To be honest with you, like, yeah, we're blessed. Hashtag blessed, TJ. Uh, Sugar Shane says, I remember Kyler and Baker struggling. DG stats were better than Baker at Tennessee. Kyler against Kansas and Tech. People need to just settle down. Yeah. Uh, Frat Bro Mark, good morning. Normally don't talk about the refs seriously, but come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Travis reminded me of the, uh, the catch that Andrew Anthony had. Yeah, went up over the dude and kind of. He was getting tackled while he caught it. Right, there was no right. there was no flag. Now I can't tell you if the if it had been incomplete, maybe they throw the flag then. I don't know. But they didn't throw a flag on that. May have just been uh saying, Wow, what a catch and didn't even think to pull it out. So 
Uh, good morning to you fine gentlemen. Just curious, Toby. Never had chi- uh, Skyline Chili, but I've had Coney Islanders four-way spaghetti. Are they in any way similar, or is it yeah. a whole other ballpark? I, I haven't had Coney Islander, is, is, uh, but I think the, in- the ingredients are the same, I assume. Spaghetti, noodles, chili, cheese, onions. I assume that's what it is. That's what it is in uh, uh, Cincinnati. If you get it, if you get a Coney dog, then you can get a five way and get mustard on it too. So it's just the difference in the chili. That's all. They have the real thin though, like the really thin cheese, TJ, that they smother and, and it in it's the high piling cheese. Yeah, and I don't even know if that describes it best. It, taco Casa for people around here. They use a mm-hmm. lot of cheese on their tacos. Uh, it's about ten times that on a, a couple of Skyline chili gotta, dogs. You kind of like I eat the cheese for a while off the top before <laughs> right, I get down to the Coney it, dog. The, corny, the cheese uh, the just Coney. melts in your mouth, man. It's great. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby, we're down here with Andrell Anthony. A special day, man. Just kind of take me through what was clicking for this offense. I feel like we kind of uh, we kind of started out a little slow, but then we picked it up as we got going. We found our rhythm, got more comfortable. The coaches started trusting uh, downfield, and uh, DG made some great passes, some great reads, and we just made plays. What does it say about where this team is right now that you go through a period where the offense is struggling a bit, but yet – you're right there in the game. It's not like you have to dig out of a hole. In other words, how good is this defense? Our defense is amazing. I feel like in the locker room, we were just saying we got y'all back the second half because, I mean, the first half, it was kind of shaky. But we bounced back. Uh, we made some big plays in the stretch when we needed it and got some points on the board, won. When you saw what Iowa State does defensively, how they'll take chances, the big – or excuse me, um, yeah. uh, Cincinnati, what they do defensively, the big plays, did you feel like you were going to have an opportunity to have some deep shots like you had today coming in? Just got to be patient. Um, in the beginning, they kind of played off. They were uh, letting us get underneath stuff. But then we just stuck to what they were giving us and then made plays downfield after that. I know you got to go to the locker room. I'll walk with you so we don't get in trouble. Yeah, uh, but one final, one final thought, the catch down the sidelines. They asked me before we started, take me through it and w- – were they not going to throw a flag on that or what? Hey, I wasn't even going to leave it at the risk. I need, I needed them yards. I needed that catch. We needed some momentum. A P.I. wasn't going to do it. We needed that first down. Man, it's so incredible that you chose Oklahoma. We're glad you're here, man. Go enjoy it. I love to be here. Shit. I, hey, opportunity. That's all I needed. <laughs> Congrats, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. He was just telling everyone to be quiet. That's all. So I, I've really enjoyed his enthusiasm for being at OU this year. He's a... Uh... This isn't a guy that came from a smaller school or something like that. I mean, right. he was at a prestigious place. He was in the place, playoff last year. And he seems to absolutely love and has embraced being here. There is something yeah. that has clicked for him here, and he loves it, man. So, I mean, the things he's said about the home crowds and, and the, the kind of the energy and stuff he has there. So, he's, he's loving Oklahoma, that's for sure. It, it, it's one thing for... Oh, let's say a um, Connor Near from Ferris State, right? To be excited yeah, to be at OU. Yes. Or Rondell Bothroyd from Wake Forest. Or even like Trace Ford. You know, OSU's, it's a step up. 
But for a guy from Michigan to to be this excited to be here, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Here's uh, uh, Billy Bowman. Got a pick in the game as well. Chatted with Chris on the field. All right, thanks a lot, Toby. I'm down here with Billy Bowman. All right, you got the pick. Let's talk about it. Take me through that play. Well, first off, it was fourth and short. Uh, they need points. So we were expecting the ball to be in the air, and a ball got tipped up in the air, and I was just playing it and happened to come in my reach, just stuck a hand down and grabbed it. Take me through, though, just the day in general, to have this kind of dominating performance defensively, Billy. How's it feel? Yes, it feels you can feel you can feel the joy inside of that we finally have got things to click. And we know that we're nowhere close to where we need to be, so we know that we can still get better and we're still going to get better. But to come out here and put up that type of performance, um, you know, really shut them down running the ball really a lot of the game until towards the end. Um, just not allowing them to get in the end zone. I feel like defense play great as a whole. Hey, take me through this crowd over here on the north end. It was pretty awesome all day long. The Sooner fans that made the trip, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, we weren't expecting this many people. So <laughs> shout out to them for coming out and supporting. Um, and this stadium was a great experience. Confidence level you're feeling right now, how high is it? I feel like the whole team is, is 10. But like I said before, we know we have work to do. We're going to celebrate this one, and then we're going to go back to work. Congrats on the win, Billy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Z, I mean, you hear those two interviews, TJ. You can you can tell what I'm talking about with, like, just the uh, atmosphere around everything at the end of a game like that. Everybody's fired up, right? They are excited. They've won. The crowd's all fired up. The players are fired up. The broadcast crew's all fired up. The bus drivers are excited. Everybody's traveling with excited. Don't open social media. Nobody. Just stay off your phones, whatever you do. Uh, all right, let's revisit what happened on Friday, Tej. Uh, we will start with the Ref Royal Rumble. Teddy is the only one who got both their lock and their upset this week. Teddy picked uh, Teddy locked OU, and he got him at 13 and a half. That's the key thing there. And his upset was West Virginia, which we said it on Friday, TJ. I should have taken that game. Yeah. I liked that pick. Poor Travis locked OU at 14 and a half and tried on Friday to get it at 13 and a half before he was slapped down by the entire league. So he did not <laughs> get his lock. I got my lock with Notre Dame. Back to that in a second. I got him at three. Back to that in a second. Tyler got his lock with Oregon. Steely got his lock with Florida State. Same for Josh, Florida State. Plank locked Maryland and they won. Drake got Notre Dame at uh, three and a half. So he won clear. Parker locked North Carolina and and covered there. So all of those people got one point. TJ and the chairman and Travis goose eggs this week. You and the chairman okay? You yeah, wouldn't win with San Jose State either. We're good. No, uh, he was watching. He was paying attention to that Friday evening, and he says, I'm glad I stuck with uh, the pit. Uh, pick and it didn't work out for him either. San Jose but. State was up like for a while, like, uh, maybe even at halftime. Yeah, he was. Uh, they scored early and quick, and he was like, uh, looked over at me, and I said, "There's a long way to go." And once the <laughs> final was, it wasn't even close by the end, so he was he was fine with it. So my one point got changed to half a point yesterday by uh, uh, by a, a minute. Well, what, what do we say? What do we call it? Uh, Parker asked for a vote. And felt like that uh, a push should only be a half point, and I can't argue with that. I feel p- confident. In fact, I went back and looked. We didn't. We gave no half points last year. 
But I do like the idea, to be honest. I didn't I like it, but I just stayed quiet. It's always been one point. It should always be yeah. one point. It's a win. I mean, you a win's a win. So, but whatever. Parker likes to whine about stuff. So I actually pushed with my lock of the week, so I got a half point. So here is the updated Ref Royal Rumble standings. Plank still in first place with eight. Teddy has moved into second place now with seven. Travis Davidson, the defending champion, in third place at six. I'm in fourth place at five and a half. Josh in fifth place at five. TJ and Parker tied for sixth with three. And Steely, Drake, and Tyler all tied for eighth place with two points each through four weeks. Ref Royal Rumble brought to us by... Enjoy Vision. Hmm. Where you go? <laughs> Okay. Hey, uh, Perry, I still need my reader. Uh, LASIK, uh, the way you want it. This is where you LASIK, they say. 405-939-2701. They can do LASIK. They can uh, do uh, several other oh, yeah. uh, evaluations for you. Lens replacement, uh, uh, cataract it, surgery. They can, they can do it. So enjoy vision. Enjoyvision.com. TJ's gut said 47 to 20. That's pretty close. Oh, you? It was pretty close. Well, you were half right. You got the 20 right. <laughs> now, I, I, was, the gut was, uh, I, don't, I mean, I had the team right as far as the victor, but yeah. uh, gut was you not. The victor, you got the team right, and you got one of the scores dead on. Yeah. Just for the wrong team. Well, that's true. I did. It's hard to All do. Right. That's a win. Uncle predicted 77 to 3. He was close on he the was close uh, Cincinnati on the three. score. Yeah. Three predictions. Marcus Major leading rusher. Check. Zach Schmidt, 50-plus yard field goal. He had a 30 and a 34. That equals 64. That's over 50. Check. Trick play touchdown. If uh, Danny Stutzman doesn't break up that double pass, that would have been a touchdown. So the Sooners broke it up. That's a trick play touchdown saver right there. <laughs> Stogner first touchdown. Boy, this I, I love it how these unfold sometimes. It's amazing. But what number is Austin Stogner, TJ? Do you know? Off the top I don't of know. Off the top of my is head. 81. 81. That second touchdown, Dylan Gabriel <laughs> runs it in. He's number eight. Right. How long, how long was the touchdown no, run? One yard. One yard. Uh, 81. Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying Austin that one. No. Austin Stogner touchdown. Austin Stogner did not score a touchdown. And I, I don't know that he exists anymore right now. So Reds would beat the Pirates. They did yesterday in the series finale. That's a check. A 5-0 and a week on three predictions. That's amazing. Still undefeated. Absolutely amazing how you did on that. On the season. I don't know how I do it either. 10 till 8, Monday edition T-Row in the morning show. We'll be back. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. High Tower Clinical, they bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. A lot of different areas that they deal in, including uh, certain cancers, arthritis, uh, Crohn's disease, all types of treatments that you may have a opportunity to uh, participate in a cl- clinical trial 
Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text for more info, 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We got too used to needing to score 50 because of our speed D. Yes, Saturday was a close game, but our last national championship was a 14-2 win. So I think it'll be okay. I remember back to the early 2000s, I heard defense wins championships. So let's sit back, let the O-line get better, and have fun. Why do people watch all ticked off? Um, it's a part of sports. I watch every sport ticked off. My Rangers swept this weekend. There were several times throughout that series that I was angry and uh, upset at the television. So, I am with the – like, I don't understand that, and I'm with the texter. Sports is fun. I don't understand people who – I don't – they don't even seem like they enjoy this. Like – it seems like Oklahoma football is a burden. We're talking a small percentage of people, but you all know these people. Like, every week is just a grind. What am I going to worry about this week? What am I going to be mad about this week? They didn't win by enough. They, the defense wasn't good enough. The offense wasn't good enough. Levy wasn't good enough. DG wasn't good enough. It was something, they're just What can I find this week to gripe about? Now, a large part of this is social media because people can pop off in the moment. And if you, you know, back in the old days, TJ, you had to wait till Monday to get an opinion out sure. there. Yeah, absolutely. And you've had a chance to sleep on it two nights and cool down and all that kind of stuff. And then you might call a sports radio station. But uh, I'm with you, though. It seems like some people are like, they, they live to be mad at sports. Like, why in the world would you be mad watching the Rangers? Cheer your team on. I do cheer them on, but part of that for me what is, is there to the, be not, they're not trying to throw a give up a home run. They're part, not trying to get an out. Part of that anything. for they're me is the enjoyment I have in it, though, because then when the outcome is what I want, like yesterday with the nine eight win, it's like yeah, baby. Well, you don't. But think I love that feels to grind with you, them. If you don't do all that stuff, you think it doesn't feel good if you don't get mad at them along the way. I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at situations. Uh, may take it out on them, but I'm just. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of like the uh, anger. You like being angry yes. at a game. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I just like to sit back and enjoy it, and uh, games flow out that way. But there are times when I'm like, "Dad, gummit, we just got three of those runs back last inning. What are you doing, giving up a two-run shot here?" Top of the hour. We'll be back.